We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in, everybody, to the CFB Nation All-America Podcast. My name is Bill Trochi, Senior Editor here at SportingNews.com, along with Bill Bender, Lead College Football Writer at SportingNews.com. And, uh, Bill, welcome back for our second show, our Thursday edition of uh, the All-America Podcast, Week 4. We will uh, preview some of the uh, biggest games of the weekend. We will go over our confidence contest, have a little trivia, and see if you, you nailed it last week. I don't know if I've uh, upped my game to try to stump you this week or not. We will find out. Uh, but, Bill, what do you think about week four when you, when you, when you start to look at this slate? Yeah, good ranked games. You know, three are – well, should be three. Thanks to Wisconsin, it's not three. I mean, two really good ranked games, Clemson and Wake. Big, big game there in the ACC. Florida and Tennessee. I, I was there last time Tennessee beat Florida, so that will be a fun one. And, um, you know, up and down the schedule, I mean, I think – I hope – I mean, one of the drawbacks about last week was there was too many blowouts. There was, and that's part of college football. I understand it, but I mean, you can when when Georgia's just drilling South Carolina, and then Michigan's up by fifty, and 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 Ohio State's up by they scored seventy seven last week. I, I think hopefully this week we'll have a couple games in there that that shake up that top ten a little bit. We'll figure out if we do. Yep. Yep. So let, I didn't know you were at the Florida Tennessee game the last time Tennessee won. Yeah, it was uh, a quick story about that. That was the first time that I was there. So like they broke that losing streak. And I always tell people you have certain favorite stadiums, favorite places you like to go. I, I really enjoyed that trip to Neyland as a first timer. Um, huge Reggie White fan, being a Packers fan and getting to see his mural and doing all those things. And, you know, they just happened to get it going on the right day. Um, I've also been there since for some very bad days for Tennessee against Alabama and Georgia, but, um, you know, it, it was cool seeing that rivalry firsthand for the first time. And I learned that, you know, some crazy things happen when those two get together. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. That may or may not be the topic of my trivia question. So I did not know that you were an Uh-oh. expert when Uh-oh. I was researching my trivia question. So good for you. You got a leg we'll up. We'll see on what that. my memory is from that game, though. So let's go through the. I think we're going to go through the four biggest TV windows uh, for fans as we talk about the biggest matchups. We'll talk about there's a Friday night game that's got some interest. Then we'll talk about Saturday noon window, the Saturday three thirty window, and the Saturday evening window. Uh, and give people, you know, our thoughts on kind of the games that will probably win the window in terms of, of TV audience. Friday night, we got Virginia at Syracuse, undefeated Syracuse. Syracuse is 3-0. and Their over-under to start the year was five. Uh, I had Dino Babers on the hot seat list. I think a lot of other people did too. Uh, but things are going well in uh, upstate New York. Uh, big win over Purdue, kind of fortunate. Purdue seems to know how to give these games away. They gave away a little bit of a game against Purdue, uh, Penn State. and Kind of? Gave one away against Syracuse. Um, so uh, they also have a win over Louisville. Yeah, go, go ahead. You can you can rant kind, on Syracuse. Kind of Purdue fortunate. That was my one pointer <laughs> last week. And Purdue just figured out how to lose. I mean, the coverage at the end of the game, I'm like, what What are you doing? But credit to Syracuse, like you said. uh Chance to go 4-0 for the first time, I believe, since 18 or 17 when they uh, they had a chance there against Clemson that year. So Dino's finally got them off the hook. I think the key, obviously, is Schrader at quarterback. He's been amazing. Dug up a little stat here to show why. He's uh, got nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. The only other quarterbacks in the country with at least nine touchdown passes and zero interceptions are guys named Caleb Williams, C.J. Stroud, and Todd Santillo for James Madison, who plays app this week. But, I mean, that's that's just a quick sort the column 
kind of thing on, on the stats page. But, I mean, they, the bottom line, they got a good quarterback, they got a good running back in Sean Tucker. And when you have both of those things, Syracuse is, is – I'll, I'll be tuning in because I'm curious now, now that they beat these teams. They beat a couple teams where you're like, oh, they weren't supposed to win that game. Right. They beat Louisville, and it's like it's it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting little home field advantage when they've got it going. Uh, that's it's kind of a small dome. Um, it can get hot in there, and you I understand that, that you know they haven't had a lot to root for uh, for a while. They had that one ten and three season, like you said, a couple of years ago. But every other le- uh, season has been a losing season under Dino Babers. And what do they you know, call that dome now? Uh, good question. You, you, you put it out there on the weekend. It's not the carrier dome. It's that's not the carrier cool. dome. That's that's that's, that's I embarrassing. I forget. They always call it the carrier dome. Right. Um, um, and then so Virginia comes in. They're two and one. They they needed a walk off field goal against Old Dominion, who's pretty good. Um, but a twenty four three loss to Illinois in week two. Uh, Tony Elliott not uh, picking up the baton from Bronco Mendenhall. Yeah, I mean, they're winning close, but that's, again, first-year coaches. I don't overreact. We talked a lot about Marcus Freeman yesterday and, and my notion of Notre Dame's ambulance chasing. I don't think we're there yet with Virginia. I'm surprised Brennan Armstrong doesn't have better numbers early in the season. Mm-hmm. And obviously, he's had an explosive career, um, Ohio kid, so I got I feel obligated to mention him. Um, so this will be a good test. I'll, I'll peek in on them, too, because I think Tony Elliott can do a good job there. I think Virginia is a team – that has shown they can compete in the Coastal. They did that with Bronco Mendenhall, and this is just one of those games either way, no matter which shade of orange you're wearing, um, you're looking for the win there. And, and if the loss, it just pushes you down a line or two on that ACC bull pecking order. Right. Uh, Syracuse enters as a 10-point favorite. It's a, it's a tasty Friday night appetizer for the weekend. Noon yeah. window, we've got Clemson at – wait, another uh, ACC game, number five, Clemson at number 21, Wake. Wake has struggled with Clemson. They struggled last week with Liberty. What do you see in this one? I mean, the, it's on Wake to win, though. I mean, they lost 13 in a row in this series, um, one-sided series. I, I There's been a couple times where they've gone to Wake and you're like, this is the one. This is one where they're going to push Clemson. They're vulnerable. They're this and they're that. And then the Tigers come down, especially on the defensive side, and they they overwhelm them on that side. And that's the thing with the Tigers. I'm less worried about them unless this gets into, like, the high 30s, which I don't think it will because their defense only allows 14 points per game. They're dominant up front. Their secondary is good. They've found something in the running game with Will Shipley. Um, Wake – could have easily got beat by Liberty last week, among other things. Uh, you know, Liberty had a chance to win that game at the end. So, again, I think there's more pressure on Wake here. I mean, everybody's waiting. The one thing for Clemson and NC State this week, too, in particular, NC State's playing UConn, is both teams can't peek ahead because that is probably the biggest game in the ACC this year will be NC State at Clemson. So, um yeah, I still like the Tigers, though. And I, I'm not, like, overly – because it's a noon window, too, I, I'm not overly, like, worried about the Tigers losing that game. Right. I agree. Touching story about Clemson this week. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, their defensive lineman, Brian Brzee, his 15-year-old uh, sister died of brain cancer last week. He missed a game uh, against Louisiana Tech. Uh, the team is is about 40 members of the team and including quarterback DJ Uangalele is going to the service, the funeral this week. Uh, 
uh, Brzee missed last week's game. He's playing this week at Wake. Louisiana Tech coach Sonny Cumbie had all his players uh, handwrite letters to the Brzee family offering support uh, last week. And Dabo Sweeney, Clemson's coach at the postgame press conference, had the letters with him and, and said he didn't really know Coach Cumbie. Uh, but he certainly was a fan after that gesture. So that was just sort of a sad story, uplifting story at the same time. Um, but, uh, you know, best of uh, wishes to the Brazil family, of course. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when he comes back on the yeah. field. For sure. And, you know, he's obviously one of the best players in the country at his position. So I, I'm sure it'll be an emotional game for Clemson and uh you know, like I said, it's a must-see game for Wake. They'll probably let it all hang out, especially early. Um, but, I, you know, we still haven't – it's interesting that DJ Uwangalele has been good enough, and you, you nailed this early in the season, that they're not going to switch to club Nick. Not this year. Not unless they lose a couple games. So as long as they keep winning, I don't think there'll be that moment where club Nick – I don't think he's got enough reps to take the starting job, not in these next two games. Right, right. Uh, 330 window, number 20, Florida at number 11, Tennessee. We touched on this game. Game day, coming to Knoxville. It's been a while. Anthony Richardson versus Hendon Hooker, the two quarterbacks. Good show down there. Florida has won five straight, 16 of 17, Tennessee, nine and a half point favorites. Yeah, and I saw Billy Napier said he's got some family members that are going to root against him. The Tennessee native. <laughs> I'd have, yeah, if I had family doing that to me, I'd, I'd let them know about it. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'd probably go the other way and be a little more combative. But, no, good for him. That's cool. It's a good story. It's good, his first taste of the rivalry. Um, like I said, I mean, I, the spread makes sense. If you've watched these two teams early in the season, Tennessee's operating at a high level on offense. Hendon Hooker hasn't thrown an interception. Anthony Richardson hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. So, Right there, that's why the spread is what it is. But Florida has a good running game. Florida has good players on defense. Their defense should be better than it is. Um, and, and this is one of those games that, I mean, Tennessee fans will tell you that even though the spread is what it is, they're not going to be comfortable till it says 0-0-0 because some funny things have happened in this one along the years. Now, I remember you and I talking about the Utah-Florida game for week one, and what did I say? I don't trust Anthony Richardson. Right. So I bet against him that week. He he wins the game, and then since then he's proved me right, but I haven't picked against him either of those two weeks. Um, but, yeah, he was terrific. He looked like uh, he was going to be a difference maker, but since then, you know, it just his fundamental flaws have showed up, and uh, that is a big reason why they have not looked very good. Kentucky handled him. Richardson had a big interception in that game. And they were fortunate to get by USF at home this week. I don't know. Anthony Richardson on the road. What can we expect out of him, you think? Well, that's the big unknown. And I always say, like, I, I hate the great analysis here is I really don't know. And that's <laughs> that's what makes it interesting. Because mm -hmm. I do want to know one thing. It's been it has been a long time. Like, we, we talked about at the top. I was at that last game. It's been a long time since, like, Tennessee really put one on Florida. And, and that, would ha that could happen. Like, that's part of this. If Anthony Richardson turns the ball over, Tennessee will show no mercy. For those Cobra Kai fans out there that are watching season five like me, they they will sweep the leg, so to speak, and uh, it, it will get ugly. Um, but I, I just don't see it. I, I, I just – I always trust, like, 
games like this where you're not you, you did see Tennessee play pit to a touchdown game too. So it's not like Tennessee's a 50 point dominant machine, even though they're averaging that many points. It's one thing to do that against Akron. It's another to do it against, like I said, as school, it's one five in a row and you've won one time in that many years. Psycho- psychology definitely plays a role. It, it can play in a role with the fans. That's what I said. Like they won't be comfortable till Rocky tops booming with 30 seconds left in the game. It's a two score game. Otherwise there's still going to be some anxiousness there. Yeah. No question about it. So you were at the Florida at Tennessee game a few years ago. You're going to be at Wisconsin at Ohio State this Saturday uh, in the horseshoe. Ohio State has won eight straight in this series going back to 2010. Three of the eight were Big Ten championship games uh, in Indianapolis. Five-game win streak at the shoe for the Buckeyes. 18-point favorite. Do you think that's an accurate spread? Oh, this one I didn't like the spread just because I it's one of it's like one of two doors when you pick a game like this. By the way, Wisconsin the last time they beat Ohio State, Terrell Pryor was the quarterback for the Buckeyes and JJ Watt was chasing him around. So mm-hmm. it's been that long for the Badgers and um haven't won at Ohio State since 2004 and but you know this is really to me this is about Jim Knowles defense which has been good against the run, was good against Notre Dame, allowing 84 yards a game, 84 yards a game on the ground versus a team where you know exactly what they're going to do. Wisconsin is going to run the football with Braylon Allen behind that big offensive line, and they average 200 yards rushing a game, and they have a solid defense. So I just don't know how you cover all the stuff that Ohio State has. And by stuff, I mean seven dudes average more – or seven dudes have over 130 yards of offense. They're throwing to Cade Stover now. He's like the fifth read in the pro- progression, and very good tight end, by the way. Um, they have three running backs. They just have too many things. And C.J. Stroud leads the lead, or leads the FBS in passer rating for a reason, because he's got all this stuff around him. Have you heard anything on Trevion Henderson? He left early with an injury. Is he going to be healthy for this game? I don't they know. Haven't- I, mean, I saw. Jackson Smith and Jigba played against Toledo. He's fine, it looks like. Uh, but then I saw Henderson go out. So do you know anything about that? Well, if Henderson can go, he'll go in this game because they'll need him. And they've got Dallin Hayden filled in. I mean, that's another guy. It's like we could have wrote that as Sporting News. Who is Dallin Hayden? You could just write another dude that Ohio State has. It's really good. <laughs> I mean, the end of article. Um, you know, and, and Marvin Harrison continues to amaze me because, I mean, like, it's crazy to say it, but like Jordan Addison to me is best receiver in college football. I wrote the big piece about Smith and Jigba before the season. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, is Marvin Harrison the best receiver in college football? He's just another guy in that room. I mean, it's, it's wild. So that's where I think Wisconsin could get overwhelmed. I want it to be a close game because I I do. I think it'd be fun to cover and, and Wisconsin that would show that they could get in this game. But I mean, Ohio state at night wearing all black, by the way, um, wearing the all black look that they've when they busted that out they've typically opened one up on some people so uh it, it could be ugly i'm not a fan I i'm like not either that they're scarlet and gray that looks pretty good they have had some cool throwback uniforms like they wore one a year a couple years ago not a couple i think it was when prior was quarterback they had like the numbers on the side i like those i didn't like like the stormtrooper look that they've put on at michigan or the all gray look but this one's good 
for marketing because a lot of Ohio State fans do wear black shirts. They have the black trim on the jerseys. But when I think blackout, I think well, what school looks good and all that. I think I, maybe it's the Ohio in me. I think too much of the Steelers when I see an all black uniform. Yeah, that seems like they're trying too hard. You know, they've got a good uniform to begin with. So anyway, let's get into our confidence contest. Bill, you're whipping me. How bad you're is whipping it? me so far. You went three and one last week. Uh, Penn State covered easily against Auburn. That was your four pointer. USC covered against Fresno State. Fresno State did its best to do a backdoor cover, but couldn't do it. That was three points for you. And Oklahoma easily covering against Nebraska, two points. You're making this look easy. Uh, the one-pointer the was, was your heartbreaker with Purdue yeah. and Syracuse. So three and one for you. I went one and three. Uh, Vanderbilt covered against Northern Maybe. Illinois. The Commodores have come through for me twice. No one else is coming through for me. Scoreboard is Bender. 19, Trochi 8, oh heading into week four. So we got I got work to do, work to do. But before we get into that, trivia time, Trochi trivia, you nailed it last week. I think you're going to get it this week since you are at the game. Florida's won 16 out of 17 against Tennessee like we talked about last time, 2016. Tennessee beat them 38-28 at Neyland Stadium. Who were the two coaches in that game? Mm-hmm. Don't answer. Don't answer. I will, I will, I'm thinking on the other one. Hold I'll it. Have to think. Yeah, Hold that answer to the end of the show. We will get back to you on that. Who were the two coaches the last time Tennessee beat Florida? All right. So we will go into our confidence picks for the week. They're against the spread. We order them like a bowl confidence pool. Four points, three points, two points, one point. You won last week. You can pick first. Bill, what is your four-pointer for the week? You know, this was a tough one. Um, you shouldn't do a tough one at the four pointer. But an easy I, one. but I like low. I went a lot of low spreads this week. I learned my lesson with those high spreads last week. That you know, I like Oregon to keep it going. You know, and I like Washington State as an early season story. We obviously profiled Cameron Ward, mm-hmm. but I trust Oregon at six and a half. Mm. I think the Ducks are. They've recalibrated themselves after the Georgia loss, and then. It, Again, which is you and I have talked about this a little bit. It just well, then how good is Georgia if Oregon is is <laughs> this good against this team? What does that is Georgia just a bunch of like Marvel comic dudes or what? Like, right. we're just hoping that that's not actually not the case, but it could be. They're really good, but I, I like Oregon over Washington State. I'll take the six and a half as the favorite because it's just a touchdown hook and um, stick with the Ducks. Okay. All right. All right. My four pointer, the Michigan Wolverines giving okay. 17 against Maryland. Jim Harbaugh is six and zero against Maryland with an average margin of victory of 33.7. They beat them 59 to 18 last year. Maryland gave up 500 yards to SMU last week, committed 15 penalties and two turnovers. I just, I, I had it in a sense before I started researching that Michigan always kills Maryland, and that was confirmed. So 17 points, the way Michigan's been playing. And I don't think Michigan is going to overlook this game. They want some competition. They've had three glorified scrimmages. They're playing great, but they want – it's like a preseason football. Like they're tired of hitting each other. They want to hit somebody else. They want to hit a Big Ten team. They want to really show what they can do. 
17 is too low. I like Michigan. Yeah, they've crushed Maryland in the past. You're right about that. I, I remember Brady Hoke losing to Maryland. And ever since that happened in the big house, they have not been close. They uh, be interesting. You, you used a great term there. I think Michigan had a preseason, essentially. And now they get to go play. And for them, as much as people want to make it about the non-conference schedule, to me, it doesn't matter because the way the playoff works is you don't lose twice. They're not going to – if it comes down to a one-loss argument, Michigan versus somebody, maybe that gets brought up. But I think this was more beneficial than people think. Maryland will test them a little bit. They've got good receivers. They've got a good quarterback. But they just – against Michigan, that speed, you know, I think the Wolverines will end up covering. But to me, it'll be – it won't be – 50 to nothing or you know some of these i think that it'll be closer to the spread than we think but michigan will still cover gotcha all right so that's my four what's your three i'm gonna stick with usc and just keep riding that i know they're on the road i know it's a dangerous spot but i just watch them and you have to score 40 to beat them you better yeah. score 40 to stay in it now they may have some you know they've relied on turnovers a little bit on the defensive side they're taking the show on the road i get all that um Oregon State and Fresno State was a ball game. Fresno State and USC wasn't. And I think you're just running into too many things that you have to defend. I like the Trojans on the road. Another Pac-12 game. I'm gonna, I've been staying up late on Saturday nights, and it's paying off. So I'll take the Trojans in the six and a half, and, and I like okay. them by a touchdown. I was going to ask you, at six and a half? That's what I had it at. Unless, am I cheating? Okay. I think you're right. No, I think that's right. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the. I am cheating if it's seven. I'm taking it at six and a half. <laughs> not doing the hook. Not doing a All tie right. on the podcast. My three pointer is going to be Clemson minus seven at Wake Forest. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Clemson has owned this series. That's a theme for me here with the uh, my first two picks. Anyway, Clemson's owned Wake Forest thirteen in a row. Uh, Wake Forest has only come within 20 once in the last six games. Last year, Wake won the division, but lost by 21 to Clemson. They struggled last week against Liberty, had to stop a two-point conversion with a minute to go. You know, Sam Hartman was good, 325 yards, three touchdowns, but he had two picks. And, you know, like I said, Clemson's defense is, is really good. And, they seem to just grind out enough offense to pull it away, put it away in the fourth quarter. And seven points is not a very difficult spread for them to cover, I don't think. No, I agree. I mean, we went through all that. I think Clemson, I like that one. Uh, you know, the only concern I would have is if it does get in the 30 somehow and weight gets hot, they could Clemson could still win like a 38-34 game. That's like, to me, the best case scenario score for Wake. And I just – Trust the Clemson defense. You mentioned Percy. They're going to come out fired up for him. That's for sure. And, you know, seen that movie too many times. I think Clemson's going to win pretty big. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, give me your two. Texas. I like the Longhorns, even on the road. I'm risking some road picks here, but they've scored 63 and 70 the last two times they played Texas Tech. And I was not impressed with Texas Tech's game plan against NC State last week. I just, especially late in the game, for those that are interested in the spread, like they, they ran the clock out. So I like where the Longhorns are going. I think they've done what they needed to do in terms of uh, getting back from the Alabama loss, running the football, getting the ball in Robinson's hands. They, they've got more playmakers. Now, you know, it's Texas Tech hasn't beaten Texas since the Michael Crabtree game, which I think I was like 20-something in that one. I'm like getting old. so Mike Leach. Yeah, it's been a minute since the Red Raiders have won that game, and I think Texas is good enough to go to Lubbock, score enough points, and – I mean, if it's four and a half, that line is ticking up too. So I'm going with that line and, and we'll go with the Longhorns. Speaking of uniforms, that NC State-Texas Tech game, did you feel like each school dressed like the other school? I didn't know who was who. Exactly. So, NC State was in all black. Right. Texas Tech had white jerseys and red pants. It looked like they were NC State, and NC State looked like they were Texas Tech. And I that couldn't was... tell what was on Texas Tech's helmet. Like, those two mess – NC State's got a perfectly good home uniform. They don't need to change that much. It's fine. No, it's, all it's, black. What that's what, I'm glad you're, on, glad you're on that one with me because most teams – some of them, I get it. It's their thing. But, you know, was, was it you that texted me Friday that said Florida State was in all white? Oh. What were they doing? They should the never. The white helmets. I couldn't stand awful. those white helmets. It was awful. I don't Just think I've ever seen helmet. Florida State not have gold helmet. That was. Thank not... I'm not. I'm not 19. I'm not 20. I don't. What have? <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So no, some you're right. Non-negotiables out there, though. I think of Florida State gold. I mean, they wear black and they wear this and they wear that and they can mess with the unit, but the helmet's got to be gold, doesn't it? Ugh. Yeah, it was bad. I was really um, hard They got that. the wind, right. so they don't care. What is your two? You're going to like this two-pointer. Actually, you're not going to like it. I'm taking Wazoo. Okay. Plus the Good. six and a half against Oregon. Good. Yeah, that makes it a very important game for swing us. Game. 6. 5. Swing game. Swing game. Washington State 3-0 uh, after their 38-7 win over Colorado State. Uh, of course, they beat Wisconsin in week two. This is their biggest home game to date. I'm sort of counting on the Bo Nix experience that everybody likes to talk about. It's a sort of a cliche at this point, but he's an up and down guy. He has been throughout his whole career. He was down against Georgia. He was certainly up against BYU. I'm thinking he comes down against Washington State. So good. I will go six and a half for the Cougs and uh, counting for Oregon to have a little bit of a letdown after such a great performance and a big win. They got to go on the road. Washington State is going to be jacked up. And Oregon might win a close one, but I think Washington State, at a minimum, covers the six and a half. Washington State, watch the offensive line. If the offensive line holds up, you're going to be in business. And if they don't, I think the Ducks could out-physical them and kind of do what they did to BYU last week. So 
So my one pointer is fun. Um, All right. I like it when coaches play their old team. And that, and then you add a rivalry on top of it, like TCU SMU. Oh boy, Sonny Doc Dykes in this game. I almost called him Sonny Docs. That's not his name. Um, <laughs> they, uh, I'm so excited about this one. That's why battle for the iron skillet. I got TCU minus one one and a half. I do. I think Max Duggan leads the nation in efficiency right now, and they've they've had an extra week to prepare. They're going to be in front of a sold out stadium. Um, and I love rivalries like this. I like, I mean, all, as far as uniforms go, we were talking to them. One of my favorites that's not one of my teams is SMU. I've always loved their uniform. I, I think it's red, white, and blue. I love the helmet. love the horse on the helmet. I won with them in NCAA football when I played video games all the time. <laughs> I, uh, and I didn't, in some sense of irony, like you had that feature where you could suspend players. I never did. I figured that's the tradition of the, you know, getting the death penalty and all that stuff. But this will be a fun game. Um, they had a little brouhaha I, last year after the game too. Remember? They after that's gonna be hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And SMU's one last two, so pressure on Rhett Lashley to get it done. I I got TCU winning a thriller. I and that's one of those games again. This is why college football's so great. Is that's not gonna you know move national meter. It's not gonna you know blow up cross country but i think it's going to be a really fun game and it means so much to those two fan bases that's why it'll be fun super intense yeah it'll be really intense my one pointer i call my friend that works at the athletic and he disagreed with this pick but um i'm going with it anyway kansas minus nine and a half at home against duke kansas is three and oh everyone saw him light up Houston last week, they're averaging 53 points a game. They have wins on the road against West Virginia and Houston. Uh, you know, the offense is legit. And then Duke, uh, they had a great opening day win, 30 nothing over Temple. And since then, they, they held on against Northwestern. Northwestern fumbled the ball down eight in the last seconds into the end zone at about the one-yard line. Possibly could have gone to overtime there. Uh, they beat NCA and T last week. It's you know sort of a nine game there. I don't think Duke will be able to keep pace uh, with Kansas. I see more maybe a 38-21 score. Uh, my friend said things have been going too right for Kansas for too long. This is Kansas football. I don't see him cover them, but I'm going to overrule them. I'm going with Kansas one point. Are you is your boy a Kansas fan or a Kansas grad? Is, is uh, no. Be- Oh, no, he's just, no, no. just following the trend. Well, just following then, the trend. He's not sure. Yeah. He doesn't trust Kansas yet. If they keep winning, it's going to be a fun story. Um, right? Well, until Lance Leopold takes the Nebraska <laughs> job, then it exactly. won't be a fun story. So then they'll get back to basketball like they normally do. But um, no, that's not a bad pick. I think Kansas quarterback's exciting, obviously. Um, you know, and they're, we got them in this week's bull projections. I think we have Duke and Kansas in this week's bull projections, which I can't remember. In all the years I've done bull projections where I've had Kansas and Duke in the bull projection. So exciting times. I actually like your picks better than mine. Um, <laughs> Let's hope so. So I, I was thinking about this. I uh, did picks the four college football seasons before I joined Sporting News. I did a weekly column for Rivals.com called If I Were a Betting Man. And I did college football against the spread picks. Three of the four years, I – Finished above 500, winner. One year, I don't know if you, I'm sure you remember this game, the Rose Bowl game, Urban Meyer, last game mm-hmm. against Washington. The uh, Huskies 
had a 20 to nothing fourth quarter for the backdoor cover that prevented my winning season. It all boiled down to one game, the Rose Bowl, Ohio you State. One game under 500. Well, I, I used to put a little uh, dollar figure next to each one. Oh, and it, okay. it, it, it swung it from maybe it was going to be plus 150 to minus 200 for the season or something like that. And uh, yeah, that was a brutal backdoor cover. But three out of four, I've done well is my point. Before this podcast started, I have done well. And now since this podcast has started, I've been struggling. But I have got time to bounce back. No, plenty of time. Like I look at it, we do our picks against the spread each week and got off to the hot start. Like I told you, in the last two weeks, it's been tough. Went 10 and 10 last week um, and needed some help. Like it was it was because it was, I don't like you said, if I were a betting man, I hate betting 40 point spreads. Right. In general, like and then you learn that. Alabama is going to cover it any every week anyway. So you figure that out. And then the week you're like, oh, they're doing it. That's when the weirdness happens. Like Michigan was, what was it last week? It was 30 something, 40 something. And they still covered relatively easily. So right. I'm yeah, glad you we're got getting... a tough job. You got a tough job having to do the top 25 games. We do, here. We could just pick any four we want. I and mean, you're doing well, very well here with this. So, well, we, we tailor it down. So, I, but I don't, I mean, I'm scared because, I mean, I thought about putting it kind of lead into the trivia question. I thought about saying Florida 10 and a half. I really thought hard. I was like, well, that's what I picked in our column. But it's it's a tough one because I, I, I'm excited to see Tennessee is going to want blood if they can have it in that oh, game. Yeah. yeah, They're going to want it. And, and that's – will they get it? I can see them – and then if they win by 10, will Tennessee be fan, fans actually be happy? This is college football and – that's how this sport works. It's a weird, weird, weird sport. Back to the trivia question. What do you got for me, Bill? 2016, Tennessee, 38, Florida, 28. Who were the two coaches in that game? Butch was one. Butch Jones. That was a huge win for Butch. Uh, I remember that because for sporting news. So I went to that game, and then I went back a few weeks later and watched Alabama blow them apart. And then I went back a few years later and watched Georgia blow them apart. And, you know, like I said, Neyland's an awesome place. It's a great stadium. I love the one thing I tell people when you go to a game there, you will hear Rocky Top in your ears for a couple days and you've got to adjust that. Florida, <laughs> I, I think it was Jim McElwain. You got it. So it was couple, Jim McElwain. A couple of Central Michigan coaches there. So that, that background pays off. And um, Central Michigan coach past, Central Michigan coach present were – out there, right. and I believe floor like we were talking about the 10 point spread. I think Tennessee won by 10. Yeah, it was 38 28. 10 to it was either going to say 10 or 17. And I, I, because at the end, again, once they knew they were going to win, and what was the winning? It was at 10 or 12 or 14 games at that point. That place went nuts. They were blaring Rocky Top, they're really excited. Um, we'll see if it happens again Saturday. Do you do we trust Anthony Richardson? I don't know, but I just trust weird <laughs> college football stuff happens, and 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 especially in that game, there could be a hail mary, there could be something totally bizarre that happens to Tennessee. Oh yeah, there's going to be tons of passion in that game too, and Tennessee is tired of being pushed around by the Gators, without a doubt. That'll do it for our show, our Thursday show here at CFB Nation All America Podcast. Thank you everyone for coming and enjoy the Week Four games. We will be back next Wednesday. Uh, to recap the games uh, uh, here at the All-America Podcast, and possibly we will be on Twitter Spaces 
at some point on Saturday, if we react to one of the games, I know Bill's going to be on site at Columbus covering Ohio State, Wisconsin, but we will uh, we'll be TBD on the Twitter spaces on Sporting News. Doc, or go to Twitter, the, the Sporting News Twitter handle. If uh, there is a fantastic finish, Bill and I will hop on and, and break it down and give you our opinions on that. But until then, thanks, everybody, for coming, and we'll see you next week. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.